0: Welcome. Before we get started, I want to tell you about Adaptive. Adaptive started as a community to help people adapt to their new role. After tremendous response, we now have built a personal and a professional development platform that helps you to receive feedback, get tailored content and also customized masterclass. We also give expert coaching advices. It is also a channel to ask anonymous advice without any professional barriers. Welcome to Adapter Podcast, where you will listen from leaders and experts who have lived your future or helped leaders live your future. I'm your host, Swapna Saman, and also founder of Adapter. And our today's guests are Akhil Goyal and Almog Goldstein. Almog is an innovative product leader with seven years hands-on experience in full life cycle development of quality products with strong customer impact. He is also a co-founder and a CEO of Beaches App. Yes, you heard it right. Socializing the American beaches, making them accessible for everyone is the goal and mission of this Beaches App. Akhil Goyal is the leader in data engineering domain and has a deep understanding in users' privacy, data compliance, and governance. He is currently leading core data engineering group as a director of software engineering at Lucid. Akhil has spent 10 years at Apple building data pipelines, partnering with more than 400 plus teams that helped him understand distinct and challenging use cases around leadership and innovation. He has led engineering teams to innovate greatest ideas to serve the needs of customers. Welcome to our podcast. So I personally met al and Akhil during a Berkeley cross. Eventually, we got together multiple times to brainstorm some ideas for the adapter, like Talking about both of them really gets me very much excited because those, these two are the ones who actually gave me the confidence that needed for me, myself, to start Adapt up And talking a little bit about Almog, a big Steve Jobs fan. I think uh, for me, I was taken back a little bit when he once quoted Elon Musk to me because I was like, are you sure you want to do that? I mean, I didn't, I really don't want you to like cheat on Steve Jobs. But he did mention to me once that when something is important enough, you do it even if the odds are not in your favor. And that really resonated with me because that's exactly what I'm actually doing right now. Other guest, Akhil. Honestly, Akhil always struck me as somebody who is very curious about everything. We have talked at length about how technology has impacted our life to leadership styles. To sometimes we also had some life shattering retros amongst ourselves. All right. The very first question I had for both of you and something that I'm really excited to know a little bit more is how did you get into management? Almond, do you want to take it first?
1: Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so actually, the first time I was a manager, it wasn't formal. Uh, I kind of started my own startup. It was based on volunteers. Um, so we just you know we we look for people that are you know seeking to gain experience within the market and then we wanted to advance our product so it was kind of like a win-win so they never actually was hired by our by our startup it was again all based on volunteers and then it it was kind of managing them uh, making sure that they understand the long-term goals and and the vision and their own track and then when I joined Keepers, um, after eight months, um, um, after joining the first product, as the first product manager, um, the CEO came to me and said, "Like, listen, you have a lot of work to do, and and you need help." So start hiring, um, and I, again, I never joined this company as a manager, like product manager, but it, you're not managing people as product manager. Um, so I hired I, I hired uh, the first junior product manager, and this is eventually how I uh, started. Um, officially as a manager,
0: I have heard this so many times. It's always like I was not looking for management, but it just happened to me. And then you know, we figured out how I am going to step into this new role. So I completely relate with you, Anmol. There, Akhil.
2: Yes, uh, thank you, Anmol, for for sharing your your uh, journey that how you get into management. I so. Uh, I'll share two things uh, but before sharing the actual motivation that where it came from but uh, before that uh, 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 I want to share that uh, uh, when I joined Apple and after uh, working with so many different people like really really smart people but hard personalities like uh, with the the personalities that uh, very, very few people can work because they have a very strong opinions when they when they have that they're smart and have such a technical in depth knowledge. Most of the people are very opinionated about that. So I learned that uh, uh, it's okay for some of the people to be strong opinionated, uh, because most of the smart people sometimes have that type of personality, you just have to gel with them and come up with an open mind. So In last eight years, I worked with a lot of people, and uh, uh, fortunately, I was into data analytics, and I was partnering with more than like uh, uh, 100 100 teams uh, across Apple, so I get that chance. So after gaining that technical acumen uh, of like how to work with the uh, different people, uh, I decided to uh, go into program management uh, in Apple Maps and where I happened to partner with the senior director and uh, all his senior managers, which is his staff, almost like 10 10 senior managers. uh, And I partnered with all of them. And uh, what I realized while working with them is that it boosted my confidence uh, to basically uh, understand that how rewarding it can be to to help grow people. So it gives me a level of satisfaction that uh, to see that how uh, uh, impactful it can be when you helping other people to grow and bring that uh, impact in the organization. That actually uh, helped me to uh, realize that this is something that I wanna do because it's it, I felt satisfied and rewarding that uh, it's, it's great. And uh, also, Uh, how to basically resolve conflicts in such a big room with so many managers with strong personalities, right? How to resolve the conflict and how to work with different personalities and stay positive and calm uh, because that director, how he run those staff meetings, it was very, very impressive. So I learned in those, uh, we call that CLD, like client leadership meetings, uh, every every morning, 9 a.m., Uh, how the people were bringing so many different topics on the table and how they interacted and how uh, I have to bring some context from my side from program element to make them understand that hey guys let's step back and stay focused and this is what we need to get done today so this was really really impressive for me so that's how I, I boosted myself and then um uh, and then uh, i went to uh, this was a, like a kind of a rotation program and then i did another rotation program with the users privacy group where i was leading a team of small uh, uh, like a small team of uh, junior engineers in privacy group and uh, that also helped me to uh, train and coach uh, uh, engineers how to how to achieve and how to grow so that that gives me the full context like okay this is what i want to do um, And uh, and then going back to the my first level of motivation when 13 years ago I was uh, in the teaching and uh, I was teaching a uh, uh, undergrad uh, class of undergrad students of almost 70 people and I was uh, teaching them uh, introduction to computer programming first year and it was also such a rewarding uh, experience for me to motivate and inspire students to to get to the, the, the career point where, where they, they are satisfied. So now I am seeing those, uh, those students that I have taught in like 2008 and nine, that they are doing so well. And I know that I have contributed to certain degree and it's very rewarding and satisfying again. So that, that helped me go into the management and boosted my confidence.
0: Awesome, so what I'm hearing is, Akhil, you went through this management because you were actually inspired. And Almog, what I'm hearing from you is you got into management because it was more about you were so passionate to actually start either start a company or actually join a smaller company that whatever it takes to make sure that it is successful. That's how you looked at looked into this and you just jumped into it and you made sure that you are available and helping the company grow. That's actually the, the, the completely two different ways of thinking about management. So with that in mind, what would be the biggest piece of advice you would like to give somebody who, who actually is trying to step into this role? Okay, you want to take this
2: first? Yeah. Um, biggest advice. Um, Well, uh, there are definitely uh, four things uh, that comes to my mind. Instead of like giving the advice what to do, I have four things like uh, what not to do, absolutely not to do, if you are stepping into a leadership role, because I I learned that a very, very hard way. Sure. Um, So first is that if you are stepping into a leadership role where you are managing big teams or even a smaller team, is never to use your role power to demean and dis- dis- disrespect anybody under you. You should absolutely not do that. That's detrimental and will lead to a toxic culture. Um, also, uh, you should never punish or hold personal grudges against people who disagree with you. Mm-hmm. So you should not punish disagreements because if you punish disagreements, then you basically killing the creativity and innovation in your team. Third thing is that do not create a fearful environment where everyone becomes a yes man and they don't share their honest feedback. Mm -hmm. I have seen in the organizing, I have seen both two different organizations uh, with uh, with open mind, with the culture where, uh disagreements are rewarded and how innovative and creative the people are in those in those because they share their honest feedback they share their honest opinion hey this is not going to work we will fail absolutely if we will do that or we, if we will not do that but in the fearful environment when people care about like being just saying yes to the leaders without without having any uh, belongingness they basically uh, see that they're going to re- be rewarded if they just do whatever they being told to do and when they fail they they don't take the ownership and accountability so that's that organization will will lead to lead to like big failures and they will never be re- able to retain the people like smart people and then treating people fairly you, you, uh, you uh, no matter like how weak the person is or how s- or strong he is in certain traits, you have to treat them fairly. These are the yeah. four things that I absolutely, absolutely want to advise that any leader should, should practice or should not practice.
0: Got it. Akhil, your leadership style is all about people first. It's like for you, empathy actually comes first. It seems that's, that's beautiful along.
1: Um, so, I would like actually to, to share um, a conversation I had with the professor of innovation from Berkeley two days ago about what I think is so important before transitioning to a leadership role. Uh, we talked about the concept of uh, life as a river, uh, where basically we're taking our energies and flowing as a river. And then something that he said that just blew my mind is, um, as the river flows, there are trees beside the river, right? And we should make sure that the trees will blossom when we're flowing as a river, because our, what we should do is make sure that everywhere that we actually go through or pass by will leave positive energies behind us. And I think this is, this is the most important thing uh, to understand before transitioning to a leadership role. It's not about us. It's about serving others. and It's about creating others, other leaders. And it's all about understanding that uh, we chosen to be leaders because the organization trusts us to help create more leaders and, and provide more value. Mm. And I think it's, it all comes to, to tru- truly understand why, why we're doing this. And if, if we don't understand why we're a leader is just because like we got the role for the money or something. I think the, you know the people that are reporting to us Will feel this that we're not inspiring them and it's all about inspiring others to do what inspires them and give them the space to grow give them feedback and just I think this is the most wonderful legacy that, that a leader can leave behind is just this echo effect of I helped others and then they helped others because they're so inspired by how I help them so this is what I think
0: Yeah, and this for me, I'm actually learning more and more about you, al and Akhil, in this podcast because it it is so interesting to see that you are now leading by examples and you are now all about inspiring people because you felt that that was something that was missing in your journey. And Akhil got into management because of inspiration and now he's all about how can I make sure that the people feel more and more connected to me Uh, and al with that in mind what was the like the hardest one on one that you ever had maybe uh, one of your reportees or anyone
1: yeah um, for sure that's a tough question <laughs> um actually having to con- uh, deliver very like uh constructive feedback uh to one of uh, of my employees for, for sure it's hard it's hard and and one of the most important thing for me is to put myself in you know other people's shoes uh, to understand how it feels and and for sure like you know ha- having to receive um, constructive feedback which is like is, is challenging um, emotionally also because again we are not just um collection of skills we're also collection of emotions um, so I think it's it's mainly about that uh, because you know like all others um, all other things it's it's like one-on-ones it's it's basically like part of uh, of the day-to-day job, uh, talking about tasks, but then talking about something that is like higher level, uh, this is actually challenging uh, emotionally mainly.
0: (laughs) I'm actually glad you said that because remember last week during our workshop, we were talking about constructive feedback. And one of the pieces that you actually mentioned was the hardest thing for you was uh, letting somebody go so it is good to know that you actually for you the hardest part was constructive feedback and then it might have followed by by doing something for that employee itself um let's talk a little bit about your current teams and how your current teams are coping with certain situations i would like to really understand how your current team is coping with pandemic and with this hybrid model first of all do your company have a hybrid model hill or it is more like you all are planning to go back to work or how it is going now
2: so um, uh, to give you a little bit of a background and context like what's going on with my company right now is uh, we recently got merged into another entity uh, we lucid uh, uh, is in market uh, research in the us and there is a, a, a similar uh, thing that is done in Europe by Synth. There's a, a SYNT does exactly the same thing in Europe. So we got these two, two entities got merged recently and now we are a global company. And uh, uh, on Synth side, uh, there was a little bit of a less flexibility when it comes to remote work. On Lucid side, we had more flexibility when it comes to uh, uh, remote work. So I think uh, this whole uh, notion has, has been changing now and uh, we are going we are we are during this pandemic. We I think uh, now the notion is like we'll probably go fully remote. And now we are now because we are a global company, we want to hire people across the globe, and give them the, that flexibility. So uh, as of now, we don't have any guidelines or any strict uh, uh, instructions of like who should go to office and how often we should go to office. So it's more kind of like voluntary right now that whoever wants to go to office, there are office spaces. Uh, so they have that option in some of the locations, but in a lot of locations, they got rid of the office spaces also. Like they never renewed the leases for the office space that they were renting. And most of them in the US are now work, which is like ad hoc basis. So uh, that's, that's, we are currently how we are positioned ourselves, like pretty much remote now.
0: And then how is the hybrid uh, culture working?
2: Yeah, so, uh, well, there are both benefits and challenges um, in the current model because as uh, people uh, find it a little bit hard to make those strong connections when they are not meeting, Uh, but it does provide a lot of uh, flexibility and help people organize their personal lives better. So uh, I believe that if people are happy in their personal lives, they they usually perform better at work also yes so i i have realized because it was really hard for me also to think that uh, to work from home fully remotely without going to office because apple in last 10 years uh, this is not we were trained for like to work at <coughs> from mm-hmm. home i was i thought that how i can work from home i, I always feel distracted uh, i never go into the mode of like okay i am in the office and i really need to focus and that's why I think you will see that this office space is very very private, and I need like full room to actually feel like I'm in office. So that uh, took like almost two years to transition from the from that mindset to be productive in office or or be on a similar level uh, in a in a way that I can be productive at home also. So I think people have made that transition. Yeah. already. If I can make that transition, I think a lot of people can make that transition.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and Almonk, what about you? Like, How is your company doing with HYBRID?
1: Um, yeah, so since we're a small startup, uh, we always kind of like being spread around the world. Uh, so we have people from Austria, Italy, mm-hmm. uh, Israel, Palestine, uh, UK. So like we're spread around, across the globe. Uh, so we had an office that uh, was mainly, um, um, you know, for the uh, for the leadership team. Uh, so we did came to the office and and during the pandemic, it, obviously, less people came to the office uh, and now we're almost like fully remote. Mm-hmm. Um, I must admit that during the beginning, I thought it's cool to to be like fully remote because basically I can, uh, you know, organize my day however I want. I can do everything I want after. Um, after work without you know going through one hour of traffic uh, but actually I discovered that it's really hard for me because um, I'm like a people person and I feel that I'm kind of like a battery that's being discharged with without being with people and I miss those um, funny moments and even the you know the brainstorming sessions where we're just eating together and we thinking about a brilliant idea together um it's it's really hard for me to to you know to let it go so i think the um the best model for me will be like at least two days from office if not like full week from the office uh but it is what it is so so yeah but um again since we're a small startup it's very different than obviously a large corporate
0: yeah totally and for me also, I personally would like to at least go like a day in the office just to have that social connection with people. But I know many companies are going completely fully remote now. I'm also pretty interested to see how the technology actually increases or technology actually takes that pivot to help people feel that social connection while they are still working from home. Because come on, not work. Getting up in the morning and not having to be getting ready to go to office and having that one one and a half hour or two hours for yourself—that means a lot. And I can give anything for that. So I'm hoping that technology will actually just you know do some kind of a really a miraculous thing for us at that point. But you're right, along I also like to have that 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 social connection at some point.
2: to, to, oh. add, to, to add to that very quickly is that. Uh... Uh, it, I have observed that uh, when you are at a really high position like director, VP, uh, or uh, C suite, uh, I see that when you're partnering with, the, when you want to partner with other organizational leaders, uh, and when you have met them personally, the, that level of collaboration is completely a different level. Yes. so what 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 we we are trying to do usually is uh, every uh, month or couple of after couple of months we try to uh, uh, organize a summit or a leadership meet uh, where uh, one organization will organize that summit uh, and then they will uh, invite other leaders to that summit to uh, to share thoughts, to share their roadmaps, and they show, share their uh, priorities and then partner with other leaders as a part of that summit or leadership to, uh, meet. So I've been traveling a lot these days and I've been meeting with a lot of uh, leaders across the organization, uh, especially during this uh, integration and merging uh, effort that we, we have laid down for us. So this is this is actually helping a lot uh even during this hybrid and remote culture so that, well, once i meet them and then i go back and like talk to them it's a it's a completely different way of yeah. connecting so they they are more mindful they are more uh, attentive they they listen to you properly they they actually pay attention to what you're saying when if you have met in person before
0: yeah and actually you bring a very good point because now that i think about it One of the aspects when I go to office nowadays, because now we do have an SF office, is I miss the focus time that I can get when I'm at work, when I'm working from home. And I have heard that from many leaders that they feel when they are working from home, they get enough focus time to get things done. Whereas when they are in office, it's more about the the social thing, the social aspect. So this is actually a good blend that if after every few months, I can do a summit with my leaders and get to know them and know exactly what they're doing. That is good enough for me to like come back energized and actually get things done. So I'm going to actually start using that for myself.
2: This actually is working for me because uh, since I joined, uh, uh, you said it's uh, it's being fully remote. So yeah. If these summits will not happen, I will never see anybody in person and it will be very, very hard for me to get that personal level of connection with these leaders, uh, mm-hmm. which actually help uh, to achieve uh, more challenging tasks.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. And Almog, you did mention to me that um, you are a small startup and you all are working remotely. Uh, it has been that way for a while. So in with that aspect... How do you actually measure success for your team? How do you how do you gauge that success? Because for me, earlier on, because we all used to be like at at work, I knew exactly who is working on what. what I would know and get that feel, get that touch of the engagement also from the team members, which is hard during the hybrid model. So, how do you measure success?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, actually. Um, so. I think the most important, uh, one of the most important things is to make sure that the team understands the long-term goals uh, and understand where we should go. And then they understand the focus um, because they can't achieve success without understanding where should we go. Um, So we do have very specific KPIs where we measure the, the impact of what we're doing. And I'm always telling them, like, I don't care about how much hours you're working. If you're working two hours or, like, 12 hours, I really don't care as long as the outcome is great uh, because so like if someone is reaching out says like hey i'm going for a break for two hours to meet with my family so you don't even let like you don't even let uh, should let me know because i'm, I'm fine with that uh, we do have dailies each morning, where we kind of like um, take a high level. Um, overview of, of the KPIs and the OKRs and we understand okay this is where we should go and. Um, if there is kind of like any issue with that, it's, it's like there is a traffic model. Uh, there is green, uh, yellow, and, uh, and uh, red. And if something is blocked, so it's red. If something is you know, in the middle, it's yellow. And if something is working perfectly, it's green. And then we understand from, from that perspective, okay, should we understand if, if um, the odds of success for something specific might be decreased? Um, so it's all based on KPIs, on data. Uh, And also, obviously, on the happiness of the employee itself. If someone is, you know, achieving amazing success, but is sad or is unsatisfied or she's unsatisfied, Mm -hmm. um, I I won't feel successful. So it's both aspects, like the data and the product, but also the person.
0: Yeah. And uh, um, actually, one of the things that I had heard from one of my leaders was as you grow in your career, you should think more about the outcome and the goals and less about the details. And the more and more you think less about the details, the more and more you're empowering your team and building that sense of belonging and team morale in your team. Because now it clearly sees, I mean, at least from the the way you actually defined your success metrics, it feels that you put a lot of trust on your team and they must be feeling empowered and feel that they are part of that larger picture. So they will get things done for you.
1: Yeah, I I do have something to add on top of that. So uh, just like a month ago, I came back from a a month of a road trip uh, in the United States Mm -hmm. and the team still continued to work. And what I did with them is actually having a meeting with them to to explain them how I'm taking decisions. And I told them I'm going to spread all my responsibilities across the team. And I trust you to understand what is important and what is not important. And when they truly understood how I'm taking decisions, decisions by myself, when I came back, they were, you know, much more independent because they truly understand what is the right thing and what is not the right thing for now because it's all about focus so absolutely what you said it's its exactly about like that yeah.
0: yeah so it's all about delegation for you inspiring people and then delegating the, them the task that's amazing okay okay anything to add here. yeah there are uh,
2: there are couple of things, uh, uh, mainly two points that I want to add on top of it, like how do I measure uh, success is like, uh, how I am helping organization to move forward with their vision and mission uh, and uh, uh, how impactful my team is. And uh, that's one thing. And then second is how I'm helping my team to grow personally, apart from reaching to the organizational goals. Are they developing Uh, skills that they're willing to develop and willing to, uh, or growing uh, the way that they want to pursue their career. So these are the two definite success metrics for me. And then uh, uh, the level of happiness and motivation uh, for individual people within my team. So usually I ask them in my one-on-ones to measure that is that how are they overwhelmed with the work or they or they need some downtime, or they need more challenging work or projects to to feel that they are making that impact or not. So usually, I try to ask these type of questions to measure that where they feel, uh, how they feel about like their current work and job responsibilities, whether they feel like they can take more responsibilities, or they feel like they are being burned out or overwhelmed with the amount of work. So basically judging the level of their motivation and happiness that uh, whether they are satisfied or not. So that's something that I will focus on usually. Yeah.
0: So you are more, your approach is more collaborative. You're like, you're trying to understand from people themselves, how they are doing in their career.
2: Yes, because uh, see the for me, the success is, uh, is not just uh, me reaching my goals. Uh, mm-hmm. um, for me, the success is, I'm helping the organization grow while also helping the team uh, or the individuals to grow. Because if uh, my I, uh, I'm helping the, just the organization to grow and uh, I'm burning out my team while doing that, that's not a successful me. Yeah,
0: totally. And it totally makes sense, Akhil. Um, as we conclude this podcast, there is something that um, I want to add, or I, there's some of the questions that I would like to add into this podcast. It is more around what Adaptup is really about. Adaptup is about building that advisory board for people so that they can learn from you all. And the way I look at you, Akhil and Almog, is you have been there, done that and have crossed that line of leadership to a level that you have the right set of experience to help others grow in their career. So with that in mind, I would really like to know what or actually who helped you get to where you are? Like, is there a specific uh, story or a specific person or a specific mentor who actually you would like to give a shout out to and explain like how they actually inspired you? So Akhil, do you wanna go first?
2: Uh, I think uh, I will probably give that credit to all my previous managers and leaders, no matter whether there were disagreements or not, because they they helped me grow in, in certain ways. Uh, I have learned from uh, good leaders that I I feel like they are really, really like something like something I want to be like them. But I also learned from the leaders that who I don't want to be like them. I have learned from them also. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, And the most helpful uh, with whom I was able to connect at a very deeper level was uh, one of my senior manager. His name is John Kelly. And uh, who, who taught me basically how to motivate and inspire people, like what it takes to motivate and inspire people and how to bring that positivity within the team by building those strong bonds. And uh, the biggest advice that uh, he, he was able to, uh, that I remember that he gave me was that uh, if you want people to be happy and always feel motivated, you have to empower them. Uh, empower them to make decisions and take the ownership of their work if you do not empower and uh, feel that they are part of that decision making you will never be able to motivate and inspire people so that's something that i am trying to practice myself
0: Hmm. yeah and that's actually very very powerful okay Almog, i'm sure you also have some story around who actually inspired you or what is it that made you get into this leadership role?
1: Yeah, um, first of all, I'm so grateful for all the people that I know. Um, that actually, I'm, I'm my, the version of myself, thanks to, again, amazing people across the journey that just uh, were so kind to, to give me their advice and help and care. Um, I do want to mention specifically uh, one person. Uh, his name is uh, Nir Horesh from, uh, from Israel. And when I was 16, uh, I pitched to him my first project, uh, and I told him about a widget that I'm working uh, I'm working on. And when basically no one believed in me, he was the one uh, who believed in me and and um, mentoring me for almost a decade now. Um, and he's just I feel like he's my professional father, you know, in a sense because um, he was there where again. Basically, no one, no one ever believed that I can achieve some very ambitious goals. And he was, re- he was there not just to believe, but also to help. Um, he led the last, like the first uh, startup that we worked on together. So like always um, giving help. And, and the best thing that I think uh, he gave me is sometimes instead of taking tasks to himself, he always like, let me deal with the challenging stuff. Uh, and by that sense, when I was like, again, so young, I had to deal with things that no one ever imagined of. And he did that, so I will gain this experience and I'll understand how things are working. And thanks to that, he actually mentored me and not just to credit, It's, it's he always told me, it's not about credit, it's about helping others, being kind and just shoot for the moon. Um, so I'm just so grateful for all his help and just worth, you know, I'm, he's an amazing person that just want me to, to succeed. And, and um, I'm so grateful for uh, for knowing him. So yeah, that's, that's that, yeah.
0: And along at 16, you pitched something. I mean, that itself for me is very inspiring, to be honest with you. Um, for me also, like, I personally, the reason, one of the reasons why I ask these questions is around, because I know that we all get inspired in some way or form at some point in our career for me i have been an engineer all my life and there was this one conversation i had with a vp of engineering in my past career where he i used to have this quarterly one on ones with him and he always used to like ask me like what do you want to do in your career what is the next step for you and i always used to give him the same Like I had a documented interview answer for that, like what is what inspires you and what are the things that you want to do in your career? I always used to give him that that take from my side. And once he actually just said to me that Swapta, whatever you tell me, you're already doing it. So I don't know what is stopping you. So he actually gave me an advice saying, Stop reading interview questions, please, and stop uh, listening to YouTube videos, which will help you give a perfect interview answer. Rather, go and network, talk to people, understand their journey, understand somebody is living your future. So understand what that future is and whether you even want it or not. And he actually pushed me into this management route and said that you need to try it to know whether you want it or not. So for me, those kind of stories really help me get energized and excited. Before I let you both go, I have one last question for you. How can we get, stay in touch with you? How can we learn a little bit more about you? Is there any way that are you or both in LinkedIn and would you love me to share your LinkedIn profiles in our podcast so that everybody can actually at least get a little bit um, insights on you?
2: Yeah, uh, my footprint uh, on the internet is not that great with the fact that I was with Apple for 10 years, Uh, (laughs) but uh, but yes, I am active on LinkedIn, and uh, please feel free to uh, mention and share my LinkedIn. I'm happy to connect and stay connected with uh, whoever wants to stay connected on LinkedIn. I'm I'm
1: pretty active on that. Yes. All
0: right. And what about you, Almark?
1: Uh, so I just released a new website last week, I think, or two weeks ago, I got an awesome domain, which is ElmogOS. So it's like iOS, but like operating system.com. Mm-hmm. So it's dot uh, com. And then um, I wrote about my story and, and um, my journey. And again, everything that I can do for others to help, just feel free to reach out and I'm here to help. Doesn't matter what, uh, because again, it's all about helping other t- trees blossom. So um, yeah, you can find me there. And then there is like uh, a link to LinkedIn or email. Feel free to reach out.
0: All of these links that you just mentioned, Almog, I'm going to make sure that I shared it in my podcast description so that everybody can follow you. And one thing I can tell about Almog, Almog as well as Achilles, when they say that they are they are here and they are ready to help, they mean it. And I am actually one of the person who have always got reached out to them through I message through WhatsApp and sometimes even through uh, Slack to just get either help, get them talk to me just for motivation or actually with some specific help. And they have always been there. So that's one thing that I'm like 100% sure about both Almong and Akhil. With that, thanks a lot. Both of you to actually agreeing to do this podcast with me. I'm really, really, really thankful and humbled.
2: Yeah, thank you, thank you, Sapna, for organizing this. This was a uh, really a pleasure to be here with you and uh, answering some of the really great uh, questions and answering these uh, these and just sharing these thoughts and insights. Is, feels like we 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 are doing something meaningful and uh, hopefully this will help other people to to practice some of those things or bring some more more uh, insight like how we can do it better in future. Yeah.
1: Yeah, thank you you so much. And it's just great. I'm so honored to see your journey and and how it started as an idea and how you're just amazingly executing it uh, to help others to grow and and to be able to adapt to their new positions, to the leadership roles. And it's just amazing what you're doing. And, And it's all about helping others. So it's just truly amazing. Thank you so much for what you're doing.
0: Thanks a lot. Thank you.